0: morning and welcome into the lifeline morning show i'm steven thanks so much for hanging out with me you know i love getting your day started off on the right foot and to help with that well i use an inspiring quote today's is from washington irving who said little minds are tamed and subdued by misfortune but great minds rise above them Ooh, i love that because yes we are going to face trials we're going to have storms in our life but how do you handle them How do you recover from them? How do you pick up the pieces? How do you keep moving forward? You know what? We can learn a lot from those storms, can't we? And sometimes, well, those storms, we see them as a, well, an obstacle. We see them as something that we don't want to deal with. At the same time, though, after we go through those storms, we figure out that, hey, I'm better because I went through that storm. I learned how to handle those situations. And now, hey, I'm all the wiser for it. I'm bigger, badder, better <laughs> than before. You know what I mean? Yeah? Badder in the good sense, by the way. <laughs> but it reminded me of a scripture that I've read countless times. And I love this one. I think you'll love it too. Romans 12:2 says this, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Wow, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And that's exactly what happens. Every time you face one of those circumstances, it feels like there's so much pressure. It feels like there's no chance of getting through it. Yet somehow God sees fit to bring you through. He's with you every step of the way. And then you come out on the other side of that. You look back and say, you know, that could have crushed me. That could have killed me, but I'm still alive. I know God has a purpose and a plan for my life. And I'm so thankful for him keeping me through that time. It's so neat. You see, my daughter Grace, after Sunday school, she was telling us all about her Bible lesson. It was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I love that she's learning these Bible stories. And she got a hold of Superbook at the house and she was watching it while she was drawing the other night and while she was, I heard this playing out on the TV screen and just the astonishment when nebuchadnezzar looked and he said did not we put three men in that fire but look there seems to be a fourth (laughs) and i'm like yes that's right because god never leaves us or forsakes us he's always with us through every circumstance so remember that today you're not alone and your storms your trials they're making you stronger they're making you bigger and better than before So hold your head up high. This thing is not happening to you. Perhaps it's happening for you. Hard to swallow sometimes, but I'll say amen. And so will Natalie Lane with her song. It's called Amen right here on the Lifeline Morning Show. On your 88.5 JFM, making your day better. Some of these kids' movies, it's like, really? And there are some that have been around since we were kids. Now, I remember that the animated version of this movie, of course, it was based on a book, and it's Alice in Wonderland, right? And things are just so trippy in Wonderland. (laughs) There are potions and all kinds of stuff that you can use to get taller and to get smaller, and everybody's late for a very important date. You remember that? Yeah, well, in one of the most recent iterations of that, Johnny Depp played the Mad Hatter and he had this recurring question he kept asking all throughout the movie and it was this. Have you
1: any idea why a raven is like a writing desk?
0: Why is a raven like a writing desk? He never quite answers the question during the entire movie. In fact, it comes to the end and he says he has no idea why a raven's like a writing desk and so it kind of leaves it open-ended. But I have a question for you. How is life like a camera? I want you to think about that and then come back after Chris Tomlin and Lady A and who you are to me and I'll get a little help answering that for you. How is life like a camera? Questions, questions, we all have questions and we've been asking questions since we were kids and maybe you still have some questions about things from when you were a kid that have not been answered yet. It's kind of weird, right? You need a little bit of closure. There are websites devoted to stuff like this, asking those tough questions about those kids shows that you loved, right? Yeah, I mean, stuff that go back as far as Scooby-Doo and even before that. So, hmm, what are some of those questions? Hmm, what's one that's really been bugging you? I don't know, maybe it has something to do with... Well, let's go back to Disney movies for a second. Why didn't Ariel in The Little Mermaid communicate with Eric by writing things down? She clearly could write her own name. Remember when she wrote it down on that piece of paper for Ursula? Well, what's the deal with that? <laughs> and then another one. I don't know if you've ever watched this one, but Rugrats. Remember that show? Yeah. Why couldn't Dil talk like the other babies on Rugrats? It's like all these others could talk, but this one couldn't. What's, what's up with that? Another question I have from watching a kid's show with my daughter is on Peppa Pig. Why do some animals not talk, but others do? I don't understand that at all. (laughs) But hey, I enjoy a good kid's show too. But I wonder if maybe you have a question about life. I wonder if you have pondered the question I just gave you a few minutes ago, asking you, how is a camera like life? How can you apply it? Hey, I'm going to get a little help here from David J.P. Phillips. He's got a little something to say about how life is like a camera and it makes a whole lot of sense. Life is like a camera. Focus on what's important, capture the good times, develop from the negatives, and hey, if things don't work out, take another shot. There you go. things don't work out, take another shot. We all have to remember that, you know? So, yes, let life be like a camera. Let's capture those good times. Let's develop from the negatives. I love how he put that. I just had to share it with you. Thanks so much for hanging out with me here on the Lifeline Morning Show. Right now, it just so happens over in Coleman um, there. Mm-hmm. Kissing that 60 degree mark, 60 right now in Scottsboro as well, 61 in Gunnersville and Bluntsville, 59 in Albertville, and a lot of the same across the rest of North Alabama. Yes, we're getting a little bit of rain out there, so please be aware that those roads may be a little slick this morning, all right, but at least that temperature is mild. Hey, hey, here's your word of life. Today it comes to you from Zechariah, chapter 14, verse 9, in the New Living Translation of the Bible, and the Lord will be king over all the earth. On that day, there will be one Lord. His name alone will be worshiped. Oh, good stuff, right? Yes. Why don't you share that word of life with somebody? Maybe start a conversation with it. We'd be honored if you'd do that. Share your faith with that word of life. We've got it ready for you across all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, X, and TikTok. And it's always at the top of our website, 885JFM.com. Big shout out to Mr. Joel Modest hanging out with us down in Palm Coast, Florida. Also, we got some listeners right up here in Gunnersville and across the ocean in Helsinki, Finland. And you know what? I've just got to say it. Inquiring minds, they want to know. And uh, what they want to know is uh, some answers to some questions about some kid shows. Yeah, I've been digging a little deeper into this. And I have a few questions to pose to you. And I wonder if you know the answer to it. How did the clumsy and incompetent Inspector Gadget keep his job? I mean, he was always messing up. Don't you remember? Yeah? Uh, How about this one? This one really puzzles me. Because after all, he was just... A skull. So how did Skeletor's jaw stay on? <laughs> oh, that that goes... Oh, there's something I've noticed. If you ever watch those shows with your kid, one of them called Big City Greens, look and see if any of them have noses. Nobody has a nose, yet some of them wear glasses. How do their glasses stay on their faces with no noses? That's my question. Okay, here's another one that'll take you back to your childhood. Back to mine, at least. Why were the Doozers okay with... Fraggles eating their buildings. Ooh, that's a really good question. Why didn't they just move away? Fraggle Rock, you remember that? I used to love that show. Here's another one from the Smurfs. Had Gargamel eaten a Smurf before? Because he seemed to know that they were delicious. See, we just need to know these things. Another one from another show that wasn't quite a cartoon. Why was a 13-year-old Punky Brewster running a restaurant? Yeah, I mean, very industrious, an entrepreneur. Early on. And finally, did the Muppet babies live in an orphanage? Because none of them seem to have any parents. So there you go. Some questions you probably even forgot about. But now, hey, you're going to have to dig in and and find out what's going on with that. What's up with that? (laughs) Thanks for hanging out with me right here on the Lifeline Morning Show. Glad we can have some fun and talk about some deep spiritual stuff. And here's some really great music like this song right here. Ooh, it makes you want to move. It's Cochran and Company with Parking Lot. Right here on the Lifeline Morning Show. On your 88.5 JFM, making your day better. Okay, since we've been talking a little bit about those kid cartoons here lately, let me go ahead and mention this. I remember this cartoon came on. It was a little after I was a kid, so I didn't really get into it, but there was this show called Pokemon, right? It was a cartoon, and Ash Ketchum, he was the main character. He had to catch them all, right? Well, I came across another Ash, and um, his last name's not Ketchum. It does start with a K, though. It's Kaushik ash kaushik and this kid is only eight years old and he is gaining a lot of attention in the chess world you'll understand why shortly stick around i'll tell you all about it and who knows we might even inspire one of our youngsters to you know just go ahead and go for it and try to just shoot for the stars you'll understand stick around here's stars go dim with thank god (laughs) <laughs> in a competition like boxing, you would hope that both of the fighters have a fighting chance, right? And so they make sure to kind of classify these people at a certain weight. You have to be a certain weight, the similar weight to each other to, to fight each other. And as far as the uh, width of your arms, like how far your reach is, that's taken into consideration. Your height, sometimes your age isn't really taken into consideration. But you know what? Uh, that's, that's in boxing. Now, in other intellectual sports, don't you think that age would kind of have a factor to play in how you pair up these players? Well, Evidently, age is not a factor in chess because a 37-year-old grandmaster was paired against an 8-year-old boy. And they played a game of chess. I want you to guess who won. We're talking this morning a little bit about, well... Kid shows early on this cartoons and questions that we have that were never answered and then now we're talking about basically just being a kid i mean as you're just learning about life you get to experience a few things you get to experience them for the first time and then i love how this happens your family's interests become your interests i've noticed this with my daughter grace see i'm a drummer Right? I've been drumming since I was 10. My daughter, she wants to learn how to play the drums. I've shown her a little bit and she's gotten behind the drum set and smacked him a little bit. She has a fun time. I also play keyboard and I've taught her to play the keyboard. And she's doing very, very well with that. <laughs> and I do video and audio editing. And guess what? She's taken that up as well. She uses CapCut on her iPad and she puts together these little trailers. It's really neat how she does that. And I wonder if there's anything that you really picked up from your parents or even your grandparents. Specifically your grandparents. Let's stay there for a minute. So I wonder if there was a game that your granddad or your grandma taught you how to play. For me, it was Rummy with my grandma. <laughs> right? We would play that. And she taught me, uh, of course, how to play the, um, um, the other stuff, the, the solitaire. She taught me how to play that too. Uh, we'd sit around and play Trouble like for hours on end trouble is such a fun game anyway so it could be a card game or maybe maybe your granddad taught you how to play checkers yeah have you gotten pretty good at it you remember those those times together don't you good memories well there's one kid his name is ash and guess what he loved playing a particular game with his grandparents and that game is chess in fact you see ash has gotten pretty pretty good at it he's only eight years old And um, recently, (laughs) he took down a 37-year-old grandmaster, Jacek Stopa, from Poland. They were matched against each other in a chess game, and now Ash is the youngest player ever to defeat a grandmaster in classical chess. My goodness. (laughs) You just never know when you're going to find a passion and how far that... Passion can take you. Right now, Ash is completely blown away. He said, it felt really exciting and amazing, and I felt proud of my game and how I played, especially since I was worse at one point but managed to come back from that. So, uh, yeah, he picked it up on his own, his dad says. He played with his grandparents. (laughs) So you never know where that passion is going to take you. So just stick with it. Who knows? We might have an eight-year-old listening to the radio right now who's really good at something who might just be competing against somebody who's much older and might just come out the winner. What I'm saying is never limit yourself. Always reach for the stars because, hey, you're not alone. Your God is with you and he'll see you through every step of the way. So chase those dreams, do it. You know, sometimes we're so we're so torn up at the idea of what is my purpose in this life? What does God have for me? What's his plan for my life? And so many times I've found that he places the things in our lives that hint us toward it. Lots of times there are those passions, those hobbies that we really enjoy. Who knows? Maybe that is a part of your calling. So embrace it. Chase those dreams. Keep God at the center of it. And watch what happens. I know some young kids who go really far despite their age. So don't let age be a factor. Okay? Okay. All right, thanks for hanging out with me right here on the Lifeline Morning Show. I'm getting ready for a car line competition, but I do wanna mention somebody. I wanna give a big shout out now to Kylie Parker. She's four years old and I just had to shout her out. I saw her yesterday. She was tumbling over at Peak Performance in ARAB. And uh, yeah, good morning, Kylie. I hope you're having a great one. And maybe you can play my game coming up here at seven o'clock, who knows? Maybe you'll win. Here's Lauren Daigle. These are the days right here on the Lifeline Morning Show. It's a really cool tradition that I absolutely love. It's when you parents are in the car with your kids about to drop them off at school and you say a prayer before the day really gets going. I think it is so super special and it helps your kids to grow in their faith. And I wonder if maybe your prayer sounds something like this.
2: Okay, we're gonna do our pocket prayer. you ready? Yeah. We're gonna put our hand out and we're gonna say a prayer and put it in our pocket. When we're nervous, we say, God. God.
3: I know that you are here I know that you are here
2: I know that you made me brave
3: I know that that you made made me brave
2: I have nothing to fear I have nothing
3: nothing to fear
2: you will protect me
3: you will protect me
2: and I am loved
3: and I am loved now take it take it and put it in your pocket
0: I absolutely love that. Gracia came up with that. It's called a pocket prayer. And guess what? I'm working on getting an interview with her so we can all learn a little bit about how to put together the perfect pocket prayer for our kids. You can look forward to seeing that later this week, hopefully here on the show, if not beginning of next week. I'm already in talks with her about getting her on a Zoom call and actually having her here on the Lifeline morning show. So just wanted to turn you on to that. The pocket prayer prayer in Jesus name. Amen. I love that thing. All right. Y'all ready to play a game? I sure hope so because here it comes. Say it with me in three, two, one. Give me the horn. All right. Now let's go ahead and crank that engine. Then let's start that music so I could say. Hey, everybody, it's time to play the Carline Competition. It's your chance to win some gift cards this morning. You know how this works, right? It's a trivia game. I'm going to ask you a question, give you the cue to call, and then when you call me up and give me the right answer, you're going to win not one, not two, but three gift cards. That's right. One to keep, two to give away. One to Albertville Home Bakery. One to the Caring Heart Thrift Store in ARAB. And one to Gunnersville Chick-fil-A. So are you ready to play my game? Sure hope so, because here is question number one where is the thoracic curve is it in your feet your neck your backbone or your skull 256 two five six five oh five oh eight eight five is a number to call again where is the thoracic curve is it in the feet the neck the backbone or the skull two five six five oh five oh eight eight five waiting on your call right now and while i wait here's a song it's kane from down the road in Hartzell, Alabama, with any more. 88.5 JFM, good morning. Hey. What's your name? Bayla. Very cool name. How old are you, Bela? I'm nine. Nine years old. All right, what school do you go to? Boaz. Boaz. And what are you looking forward to about today at school?
1: I'm hoping for a good and sunny
0: day. All right. All right, I hope you get it. But right now, let's have a little sunshine on the radio. I got a question for you. It could land you three gift cards. I wonder if you know the answer to it. Where is the thoracic curve? Is it in your feet, your neck, your backbone, or your skull? Backbone. Backbone is correct! Congratulations to you! So stinking Yay. smart! How did you know that? Um, my mama. <laughs> That's perfectly fine. Sometimes you gotta use those resources. <laughs> My is the best practitioner. Awesome! Well, that makes perfect sense. You had the best help ever. And now it's my favorite part of this because we're giving you three gift cards, one to keep, two to give away, to two very special people. Can you tell me about those two people?
1: One is my mama.
0: Oh, your mom. What's her name? Allison. Allison. What do you love about that mom of yours? She
1: helps me whenever I need help
0: good stuff she's always there
1: yes sir
0: that's perfect all right and who's that second person
1: my poppy
0: you're a poppy now who's is that is that your dad's dad or your mom's dad
1: my dad's dad
0: awesome what do you love about him
1: he's just he's just sweet
0: and i just love him i love him oh wow Thank you so much for shouting them out here on the radio. I think it's awesome, and I'm going to get these gift cards sent your way, but in order for me to do that, I need to grab your address real quick, okay?
1: Yes,
0: sir. All right. Do you know it by heart? Yes, sir. All right, I'm ready for it. Perfect. All right, then. Well, hey, I hope you have the best day ever at school, and could I talk with your mom real quick? Yes, sir. All right. Thank you. Hey. Hey, Mom. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. What did you think about her shouting you out on the radio? I
1: know. She is my little bestie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I think it's so special. I just always want to talk with a mom whenever she shouted out because there's something oh, the, about that.
1: my walk right there. Yeah. She, um, she, I always call her my little leech. She's, always, <laughs> she's I have three, and she is one that is connected to my hip.
0: <laughs> I got gotcha. you. But you probably wouldn't have it any other way. She's your bestie.
1: Oh, gosh, no.
0: Yeah. (laughs) For sure. All right. One last question for you. Mom, why do you listen to this radio station?
1: Oh, gosh, because it is so positive and there's so much negative in this world and they have so much to worry about when they go to school, but at least I know when they're in the car in the morning, the last thing they hear is some Christian music and some uplifting news and it's just, I just think it's good for everybody.
0: Thank you, that makes my heart happy. Thank you for those kind words and I hope you all have a wonderful day. Thank you, Tate. All right, bye. All right, bye. How much fun was that? Bela Brewster, congratulations on winning today's first question of the Carline competition. I think that is awesome and I wanna do it again. So I got another question right here. I wonder if you can win them just like Bela did. Let's find out together, shall we? What name is given to creatures who eat both plant and animal matter? Is it dualivores? Omnivores, carnivores, or herbivores? 256 is the number to call. Again, what name is given to creatures who eat both plant and animal matter? Is it dualivores, omnivores, Carnivores or herbivores? 256 505 is the number to call. Got my caller. Let me start the song and I'll get that answer. Here's Micah Tyler. Well, praise the Lord. A very familiar voice on the phone this morning. Hmm. And uh, Was the answer correct or what's up? All right, the question is this. What name is given to creatures who eat both plants and animals? Are they dualivores, omnivores, carnivores, or herbivores? Herbivores herbivores eat only plants so well, let's back it up give you one more shot carnivores nope carnivores eat just meat <laughs> but you just cleared a couple of them off the board bud thanks so for omnivores. well it might be it might not be we got two options we got dualivores and omnivores so we'll give somebody a shot at it and here it is here's your shot the 50 50 shot okay the name given to creatures who eat both plants and animals is what Dualivores or omnivores? 256 505 0885 is a number to call. And I've already got my caller. Y'all are quick on the draw this morning. Let me capture that. Stay on the phone line with me while I start this next song and I get your answer. Seventh time down with questions. Good morning. Steven. How's it Oh, hey, Emily, what's going on? I'm um, taking Bryce to school. All righty. Well, it sounds like a good day so far, huh? Yeah. What you got on the plans for today? Not my not much? Now, you're still homeschooling, right? Yep. Cool. So what grade are you in now? I'm in 11th. 11th grade. Getting closer and closer to graduating. Does that make you happy? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, hey, let me ask you this. How was your weekend? Good. It was good? Anything special happen? Uh, Stay Free's fourth birthday. Oh, that's right. Y'all's fourth birthday at Stay Free Ministries. That's so cool. Well, good job. Happy birthday. (laughs) I got a question for you. It could land you three gift cards and you got a 50-50 shot at this. So the name given to creatures who eat both plants and animals is what? Dualivores or omnivores? Omnivores. Omnivores is correct. Congratulations to you. (laughs) You just won three gift cards. Emily, how does that make you feel? It feels good. I want to roll them over. Oh, my. Are you saying that we're starting a train? Yeah. All right, I hear it in the background. We can do that. Emily, you want to shout somebody out this morning? Um, my mom. Your mom. What do you love about that mom of yours?
1: She's always taking us places and helping me get to work on
0: time. Ah, very good, very good. Sounds like a pretty awesome mom. How's the job going, by the way? Pretty good. Good. Glad you're enjoying it. All right then. So, remind us all where you work. McDonald's. McDonald's and Arab, right? Yep. So if we go by McDonald's, we need to ask for Emily, so we can say hi to you, right? I only work Thursdays. So if we go by McDonald's on Thursdays, we need to ask for Emily, so we can say hi to you then. Yeah. Perfect. All right. I think we can handle that. Thank you for calling. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye. <laughs> Emily Gillen, thank you again. And yes, on Thursdays, if you stop by the McDonald's in Arab. Uh, you could ask for Emily and just say hi to her. She, I'm sure she'd love to see your smiling face and maybe wave hi. You know, talk a little bit. That'd be cool. <laughs> see her in her work environment. Hey, you know what? Those fast food jobs are a lot of fun. There's a lot of friendships that happen behind the scenes. Yeah, I used to work at Burger King myself over in Coleman. So, been there before. <laughs> All right, let's do this. I got one final question today on today's Carline competition. could land you six gift cards, so let's do this. What... Was the name given to the court of King Arthur? Was it Avalon, Sherwood, Tentacle, or Camelot? 256-505-0885 is the number to call. Again, what was the name given to the court of King Arthur? Was it Avalon, Sherwood, Tentacle, or Camelot? 256-505-0885. I've got my caller. Stay on the phone line with me while I start this next song. Can I get your answer?
4: This is Pastor Gary Kraft with Your Drive Time Devotion. One Sunday morning, I got up before my wife, dressed in virtual darkness, and went to the church. During service, as I stood near my seat on the front row, I was worshiping with hands raised and a little dance in my step. I got a little warm and took off my suit coat that I was wearing over a mock turtleneck shirt. A few minutes later, a man walked up beside me and whispered in my ear, Pastor, I think you have your shirt on backwards. (laughs) It was obvious because the shirt had a pocket and it was on my back. He was very gracious and was trying to save me embarrassment. The damage was probably already done. Jesus said to the church of Laodicea in Revelation, I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so you can become rich and white clothes to wear so you can cover your shameful nakedness and salve to put on your eyes so you can see. Jesus died to save us from our shame as well as our sin. And the scriptures tell us that love covers a multitude of sins we should be very careful with how we handle others shame when we have the opportunity to expose someone in their shame or help them with their weaknesses we should act with the heart of jesus really everyone should have a label on their hearts that says handle with care let's pray father Please help me handle others the way your heart would handle them. I usually need a lot of help to do that, but I know I can count on your Spirit's help. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: 88.5 JFM, good morning. Good morning. How's it going? Good, Mr. Stephen, how are you? I'm doing all right. Who am I talking to? This
1: is Matt Chandler and the Chandler Kids.
0: Say Uh, hi, guys. Awesome. (laughs) Hello. (laughs) I'm glad to talk to the whole crew this morning. Y'all doing good? Yeah. Awesome. So we're headed to school? Yeah. Anything big happening at school today?
1: My friend's birthday was yesterday.
0: Oh, that is awesome. How old did they turn? 11. Ooh, cool. All right. Well, very good. A lot of good things happening. Let's see if we can keep the good stuff going. See, I've got this question here that could land you three gift cards. So let's see if you know the answer to it. What was the name given to the court of King Arthur? Was it Avalon, Sherwood, Tentacle, or Camelot?
1: All right. Both of you kids ready? One, two,
0: three. Camelot! (laughs) Y'all are so smart. Yes, that's the correct answer. Six Gift cards headed your way. What do you think about that? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, we think that's pretty good. I think
1: what we'd like to do is keep that train
0: rolling. Though. Oh, my. All right, we can do that. So the six now turn to nine gift cards, and we'll start tomorrow morning off. Somebody stands a chance of winning nine gift cards tomorrow. Y'all are awesome. Okay, so I got two kids in the car. Each one of you, I want you to shout somebody out for me, okay? Tell me who they are and what you Ooh. love about them. Okay, well, why don't you start, Charlotte?
1: Uh, my nana. She's down here from Massachusetts.
0: Oh, that's so special, having her here. Uh, what's it been like? Uh,
1: she brings us to the pickleball
0: court, and she spoils us. Oh, wow. Hey, I wonder, does she pinch your little cheeks and say, Ooh, you're so cute?
1: No, no? she <laughs> doesn't.
0: <laughs> All right. And who is that second person?
1: My grandpa.
0: What do you love about your grandpa? He's kind and nice. I love it. Well, I think y'all rock and I want you to have an awesome day and we're going to roll these gift cards over. Y'all going to make somebody's day better. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> thank thank you. you. All right. Y'all have a great day. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. <laughs> Matt Chandler and the Chandler crew all the way from I, I think they're living in Arab. I know that Matt has been pastoring the Connect Church a If uh, They're such a nice guy and I don't know if you know this or not, but he is an artist. He's a Christian music artist himself and a songwriter. Yeah, he's got some amazing music. So, hmm. Ah, We need to talk with Matt more often. I think we can make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. But that brings us to the end of today's Carline competition. We will start tomorrow off with nine gift cards on that first question, completely packed nine gift cards who knows maybe the train will keep rolling or somebody's going to cash them out either way somebody's going to get blessed and they're going to shout some people out on the radio and it's going to be a good time so i hope you'll be here and maybe tomorrow will be your chance to get through your chance to actually get up the courage to call me you've been listening for years to this thing and it's like yep tomorrow is going to be your day i feel it i feel it in my bones but you know what else i feel in my bones right now some really good music, mm-hmm. like uh, Chandler Moore and Todd Galberth with Good News right here on the Lifeline Morning Show. This one will make you move a little bit. Hey, stick around. we got like two hours and 20 minutes of show left. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. So, hey, if you have to, tune us in online, 885jfm.com. And the Lord will be king over all the earth. On that day, there will be one Lord. His name alone will be worshiped. That's right. Hey, I really loved putting together that word of life in video form. You should go check it out, Uh, specifically on our TikTok page. I really like it over there, just the way it it plays. And they've been getting a lot of traction here lately, and that warms my heart because... Hey, I put these things together like every day, and I want to make sure that we're giving you an opportunity to reach out to others and share your faith with them. So I hope you'll do that use that word of life on our Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, X, or Twitter, or TikTok page. And it's always at the top of our website, too. Hey, speaking of our website, I love going over there and seeing where people are listening to us from. There's just something about it that excites me. And I get these streaming reports to tell me what countries are listening, like Germany's been listening a lot here lately. Yeah, we've had some other places like puerto rico and i just found out that some of those are attributed to a friend of ours his name is joel Modis, and uh he's been listening to us while he's been on vacation in fact i just got an email from joel i want to read it to you all he said thought i'd try out the email address it was just announced we were on a carnival cruise last week again and picked up your show a couple mornings we live right on highway a1a the coast highway Last year, President's Holiday Week was Bike Week in Daytona, where, no lie, about 500,000 Harley and Indian bikes from all over the country descend on our beautiful coast and ride up and down A1A from Daytona Beach to St. Augustine, right past my house. It's no problem during the day, but all the hours of night, even at 2 in the morning last year, it got a little much. So this year, we booked a cruise for President's Day Week. So after we booked the cruise, my neighbor informed me that this year, Bike Week, was not President's Day, but upcoming next week, March 3rd through the 9th. Oh well, we'll just have to get out the earplugs and sleep in the back bedroom. (laughs) Really enjoy the car line competition as always. Have a blessed day. Thank you, Joel, for reaching out, man. I always love hearing from you. That is our friend who lives in Palm Coast, Florida. I hope you have a blessed day as well. And thanks for checking in. And hey, I'm always checking my emails, so I'd love to shout you out as well. So send me an email, lifeline at 885jfm.com with your name and where you're listening to us from. And I'd love to shout you out right here on the radio. Take me up on it. It's pretty cool to hear your name shouted out. And then you can go back and hear that shout out the podcast i love hanging out with you i really do and i hope that you get that because without you there'd be no us and we really think you're awesome so thank you and we hope that we're living up to our slogan of making your day better we're trying to every day so thanks for being here all right more great music headed you way plus a lot of fun stuff to talk about so stick around and we'll get through it together We'll grow a little bit. We'll laugh a little bit. We might even cry a little bit. So I follow this couple over on TikTok. Their names are Caleb and Kelsey, and they sound so good together. Their harmony is so tight. They love singing, and the songs that they brought to this video wrecked me. In fact, the caption says, this might blow your mind because it's an amalgamation. It's a medley of different worship songs from the 90s. Now, for me, this is so, soul soothing because I grew up with this music, right? And honestly, it's like I have to pinch myself every day because I realize that I am like living my dream right now. I grew up around this music and now I get to play it for you. I get to hang out with you and help you have these memories of these songs that just touch your heart. You know, the ones that hit you at just the right time. Yeah, God knows what he's doing. He orchestrates this stuff. I'm just glad that he allows me to be a part of it. But I want to play for you one of their most recent videos. Again, this is Caleb and Kelsey. You can find them over on TikTok. And this is four minutes and 20 seconds of a medley of different songs put together that, oh, it's going to put a smile on your face. Take a listen. I love you,
1: Lord. And I lift my voice to worship My strength when I am weak, you are the treasure that I seek. You are my all in all. You're all I want, you're all I've ever needed. You're all I want. I want to know you, I want to To see. I want to know you more Lord, I give you my heart I give you my soul I live for you alone And every breath that I take Every moment I'm awake Lord, have your way in me This is the air I breathe This is the air I breathe Your holy presence Living in me Open the eyes of my heart, Lord Open the eyes of my heart I want to see You I want to see you, to see you. Shine, Jesus, shine. Fill this land with the Father's glory. Blaze, spirit, blaze. Set our hearts on fire. Refiner's fire. is to be holy, set apart for you, Lord. Come, now is the time to worship. Come, now is the time to give your heart.
0: I gotta be honest I got the chills when I listened to that I mean I grew up in that time that's 90s worship and let me tell you I can remember where I was when I heard those songs isn't it funny how you can they can transport you back to another time and place when you were so much younger and things felt so much simpler or maybe things were a little more complicated depending on you know what you've gone through but I'm telling you that did my heart good I absolutely love that and these Comments are hitting on so many levels. Oh, I had to comment. My mind was officially blown because they did an awesome job rolling them all together as one long song. And um, (laughs) Justin Cato says, all of a sudden, I'm transported back to youth group. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? That is so cool. And then other people saying, this is back when worship music was more focused on him and his glory rather than what he can do for us. Oh, That's a really good point. Goodness. All right. Sarah says, I felt like I was watching the Now That's What I Call Worship commercial from the early 2000s. Do you remember those CDs? They used to put them all together. (laughs) I had a few of those. (laughs) Ashley says, suddenly I'm 14 around a campfire at church camp singing with all my friends again. See, these are special memories. These music, uh, this music is played in people's lives, and I wonder if maybe you have any memories about those songs. Well, I want to invite you to find them over on TikTok. Again, their name is Caleb and Kelsey. Um, my friend Larry Walls, he's already reached out to me and said I have listened to a lot of their music. They are great. Yes, they are, Larry. Thanks for reaching out, man. And uh, you can add to these comments. You can see some of them for yourself, but my goodness, it's just that whole decade of, of worship and just taking you back. Ah, oh, it did me good. I just had to take a musical trip down memory lane with you this morning. Thanks for hanging out with me. <laughs> All right, here on the Lifeline Morning Show. Now, how about some of today's contemporary Christian worship music? How about this song right here from our friend Andrew Ripp? It's called Jericho. I came across this guy who has a video up on the socials, and I absolutely love the caption that he puts underneath it because he says this. He says, no, you're not procrastinating. You're just being creative. <laughs> I love that. That makes me feel better about procrastinating, right? But let's talk about being creative. I wonder if you've noticed the most creative people in your life are actually the most annoying Yeah, maybe even one of your kids is more annoying than the other's and they just seem to be a little more creative. Believe it or not, there's science behind that. I'm going to get a little help from this guy who put this video up over on the socials. His name is Rory Sutherland, and he's really making a good point here that could help us kind of understand these people a little better and maybe even see creativity in ourselves. So a little self-exploration and um, being able to kind of tone down that annoyance in our lives. So stick around. We'll get to it next right after Stephen McCurder. And come, Jesus, come right here on the Lifeline Morning Show on your 88.5 JFM.
2: Yep. I think he promised to annoy you
0: forever. And ever. Yep. 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 Amen. Yep. We do have people like that in our lives that just annoy us. And sometimes it's our own family. Let's just face it. Most of the time... It's in our own family. <laughs> they just rub us the wrong way. I don't know what it is, but we're going to try to discover maybe what makes that person in your life so annoying. Maybe you're thinking of a particular kid right now. You're like, Stephen, how dare you? I don't pick favorites, and I don't have a worst kid. No. Yeah, right. You know exactly what I'm talking about. That kid's got some problems. No, not those kinds of problems. Just, just a way of of knowing how to push your buttons. You know they do. They do it for fun, by the way. My daughter does it from time to time. So, you know. (laughs) So, your kid's being annoying. Now, let's see. Does that annoying child in your life also have a really hard time getting projects started? Do they seem to always be procrastinating? They do, right? Yeah. Well, I'm glad to report to you that your kid is creative. I got a a little fact to back it up here a little video for you this is from Rory Sutherland this guy is an expert in advertising and he really studies this stuff out so let's hear about what he has to say about those creatives and how they can be annoying this might clear some things up for you and give you some hope for that kid that you think oh my they're just gonna keep being annoying
3: the reason creative people are annoying to other people. There are several reasons, one of which is they're procrastinators. They don't start work straight away. There's even an experiment John Cleese mentions about this, where the least talented architects would all start drawing things up on day one. And the most talented architects would do nothing. They'd commit nothing to paper, perhaps, other than doodles. And what they're doing, because they're creative, is they're waiting to get lucky. They're waiting to have inspiration. You know, Frank Lloyd Wright, actually, they've asked me to build the house next to the waterfall, but I'm going to flip it and build it over the waterfall. They know that something that's emotionally potent can come from a very trivial behavior, gesture, change in wording that actually human perception doesn't have a sense of proportion in other words how we respond to you know can you close the door can you close the door please and there's a draft okay we respond to those three sentences although they're attempting the same end in completely different ways and therefore creative people are right in many cases not all to get anally retentive about what seem to the people commissioning them as relatively small details.
0: So this is showing up in adults who are so particular in those details and they wait until what seems like the last minute to get things done. But there is some power there because, like you said, they're very creative. So I wonder if maybe we can start looking at these aspects, these characteristics in our kids' lives as being positives? instead of negatives now don't get me wrong we still have to help them navigate the procrastination because let's face it you wait if you wait until the very last day to put together a five page essay on a book that you're supposed to have there in the class that morning we got problems but if you can help them kind of i don't know spur on their creativity in different ways that are kind of outside of the box you might actually help them find that inspiration they're looking for, the whole reason why they're procrastinating quicker. So just a different idea on how to help your kids embrace their creativity and at the same time, help them to do it in a timely manner. And that helps everybody involved. That way too, you're not crushing their spirit by getting all over them about how they're taking so long to do this, or why they're procrastinating, or why they're focusing on this, that, or the other. It seems like they make a mountain out of a molehill. Well, they understand that that molehill is actually very important as well. I get it. I've been that way myself. You ask people who know me. They might tell you I'm a perfectionist. I don't try to be a perfectionist. I want to do what I do with excellence. I want to do it to the best of my ability. And yes, sometimes that takes time. But... I've learned how to navigate that. I've learned how to not let it become a hindrance in my life. But let's face it, you're not going to please everybody anyway. So, you know, some people can be mad. That's okay. (laughs) But hopefully this can help you with that person in your life that just annoys you to no end. Maybe you can understand them a little bit better as well. Thanks for hanging out with me here on the Lifeline Morning Show. Hey, we're all just trying to make the best go of this life that we can, and it's better when we can get along. So hopefully it'll help us get along. Who knows? This could change everything. Here's Francesca Battistelli with that song. If you could use a little more confidence in sharing your faith, we've got a resource specifically for you on our website. It's at 885jfm.com. That main menu, the Dive In tab Click share your faith and you're going to find something in English and in Spanish that's going to give you more confidence and help you more boldly share your faith with somebody in your life. It could be a family member, a coworker. It could be a complete stranger. Uh, Let me tell you, I took that opportunity one time to share my faith with a coworker. Now it's back when I worked in television news and I'm so glad I took that opportunity because you see this reporter, well, she was dealing with some stuff in her life. And she was at a point where she knew she needed to come back to God. And so I helped her with that prayer. I helped her come back to Jesus. And I'm telling you, it's a special thing to be a part of. So use your faith. Share your faith. Yep, even in the workplace. You might think it's going to get you in trouble. More often than not, it's not. And people want to hear it because they want to hear what your faith means to you. So I just want to encourage you. Share your faith today. It's worth it. Here's Ben Fuller with If I Got Jesus, right here on the Lifeline Morning Show. That reporter's still a good friend, by the way. I'm so glad I was able to be a part of that journey for her. This life is complicated. Families, well, they're complicated too. Sometimes you just don't get along with certain family members. Sure, it's one thing if it's an aunt or an uncle, but it's another entirely if you've completely separated yourself from your parents. There are some reasons there. And it leaves maybe the other side thinking, well, what did I do wrong? (laughs) Because there's no communication there. There's no letting them know what was done, how you feel that they really let you down. We're going to dive into this topic coming up here on the show. I hope you'll stick around. I've got some advice from a mom who finds herself in the situation where her kids have pulled away from her and she's kind of owning it. And I wonder if maybe it's going to help us process through some stuff that we've gone through and the things that kind of make us the kind of parent that we are because it is all factored through a lot of different things a lot of our experiences and memories so i want you to stick around let's go through this thing together and i think we'll we'll grow because of it okay thanks for hanging out with me here on the lifeline morning show there's a recent poll that found that nearly one in four adults is estranged from their family wow six percent are estranged from their moms and 26 percent have no contact with their fathers it's believed that these days more children are comfortable distancing themselves from their parents because it's good for their mental health that's a that's a tough thing isn't it because i mean these are the people you grew up with but yet for some reason now there's distance between you hmm you know likely that distance grew over time It wasn't like a one and done kind of deal, right? Yeah, in fact, Erin, she started processing through this herself and she posted something over on Instagram that raised a lot of eyebrows, got a lot of attention. She said, hard parenting pill to swallow, how your kids treat you when they are no longer in need of food and shelter is a direct reflection of how you made them feel when they needed you to survive. That is tough, isn't it? Because, wow. That makes you own it and i don't know the situation i don't know the dynamic between you and your parents i know that i live one myself my mom i'm very close with my dad not so much never really had that great of a father-son relationship never lived with him i used to work for him for a little while but that relationship was never really a good one a lot of broken promises a lot of things that i learned how to not do from my kid and I've I've become a better father because of that. I've chose to find the positive and the negative. And honestly, as far as reconciling goes, I'm not sure that I'd want to put myself in that situation as far as you know, becoming more a part of his life because I know the broken promises that were given to me as a part of that relationship. And I don't want that perpetuated to my little girl. So that's a really hard place to navigate for me. I'll be honest. But I came across this mom. Now, she's not only a mom, but she's also a daughter. And she's processing through this whole idea of how the separation happened in the first place. I want you to listen to this because, wow.
2: How I treat my mother now is a direct reflection of how she treated me when I needed her when I was a kid. Having said that, How my children treat me now is a direct reflection of how I treated them when they were younger and needed me. This is very hard for parents to come to terms with. I think a lot of parents go, that's not true. This is where the disconnect comes. I loved my kids. I gave them everything. You gave them everything that you thought they needed, but did you give them everything that they needed from their perspective? And I know that I didn't do that all the time with my kids. I tried to, at times I really did try to, but I hadn't healed my my trauma. And so anytime I was triggered, I wasn't able to be there for my kids. I wasn't able to be present for them. When things were going smoothly, I was good. I was there, I was present. But as soon as something triggered me, poof, I was, I was in fight, flight, freeze, or fawn. I was in survival mode and I could not be present for my kids, couldn't. And so as my kids grew up and they started to distance themselves from me, I kind of went, what's going on here? What's happening here? And I looked at myself. And now that I'm looking back on my children's childhood, um, I'm recognizing some stuff that mm, I really missed the mark on. And it's not up to my children to tell me where I missed the mark. A lot of parents will be like, well, my kids won't tell me what I did wrong. That's not their job. I was supposed to know what to do as a parent. I was supposed to know that stuff.
0: And that's one of those things that you deal with as a parent because there's no parenting manual, you know? It's one of those things you kind of learn as you go. And let's face it, we all have trauma that we've dealt with, even as kids. Some of us really tough situations, right? And you've had a process through that. It's become a part of you. It's one of those filters you see the world through. It's one of those filters that's kind of had an effect on how you parent your kids. So the moral of this story is on this side, on the side that's kind of separated, the, the children from the parents, maybe if there is some soul searching that goes on and there is a, a gentle reach out to your kids or even to your parents, if there can be a little bit of civility there, if things have blown up, it's going to be hard to get it to that point. But if we can get it soft and moldable again and let there be a little more communication start, it can be a process that happens over time where you can come back together and you can be that family that, that you were at one time, but now you're trying to get back there. And on the other side of this, if you enjoy a very close relationship with your kids, guess what? That's a very big indicator that you did a great job while they were in your house so a pat on the back for you Uh, i know that this is not everybody's story some people have an amazing childhood still very close with their parents i think that is awesome that's what we're all striving for right and on this other side the side that's separated well maybe we can come together it can take time keep it in prayer and watch what god can do in the middle of that because i believe he wants us together you know it's one of those things it's it's kind of tough to process through and it's one of those things you have to walk through in your life and it's weird because your story is not like everybody else's story so hey i'm open to that myself if it's not a one-sided street you know what i mean if it's two ways i'm in i'm in i was listening to this doctor his name is terry simpson and he was talking about this time of the year this time in february okay so in order to make sense of it i want you to remember not too long ago was the beginning of the year everybody was making new year's resolutions and a lot of those resolutions had to do with being more healthy getting fit maybe going to the gym a lot of memberships at gyms they really pick up right there at the first of the year right everybody's trying to stick to those resolutions they want to be a better version of themselves healthier right and then it starts january comes and maybe the first week you're gung-ho second week yeah let's do this third week Starting to get a little boring, right? This whole going to the gym thing, maybe it's not quite my speed. I don't find time for it anymore. I don't see the benefit in it. I don't feel good. But then you push through anyway and you figure out that yes, actually, I do feel better after I work out at the gym and it is doing something for me. So maybe I should keep going. So maybe you hold out hope until this time of year. You see, according to Dr. Terry Simpson, this time of the year is where more people are going to the fast food restaurant than are going to the gym. And it is known as, I just want to make sure you understand, there's a term for it. It is known as fatty solstice. (laughs) I've never heard that before in my life, but it makes perfect sense. But I want to give you a boost of confidence. If that is you, you've been trying to live more healthy. Don't fall off the wagon. Keep up the good work. I'm on this journey myself. I didn't make a resolution. I'm just trying to get healthier and i found the time to do it and things have worked out where i I just get in 30 minutes a day and what's really helped me is um i got my wife an apple watch right now i inherited her old one so all of a sudden i found myself with these fitness rings that i try to close every day and they have helped me be more active and i've been getting a walk-in like every day it's been great and my mile time is is getting better no i don't jog i don't run i just walk and I try to make good, healthy choices on what I eat. Do I slip up from time to time? I do love the sweets. I'm just saying so, (laughs) but because you're being healthy doesn't mean that you have to limit yourself from the things you really enjoy. You just have to be more cognizant of how much of it you're eating, right? So that's the journey I'm on right now. So don't be a part of fatty solstice you can do this keep moving forward (laughs) here's patrick mayberry well lead on good shepherd
5: i think i finally figured out the meaning of life the meaning of life is love that's why you and i are here to give and to receive as much love as we possibly can to allow love in to give love to other people, that's that's it. That's, that's the meaning of life. And so today, just be generous, be loving, share your love with as many people as you can, reach out to friends and family, tell people that you love them while you can, and let love in. Let love in from yourself. Let love in from other people, because that is truly the meaning of life.
0: Well, I share this quite often on the radio that I love looking at these streaming reports. I get to see where people are listening to us from. I get encouraged. I see these numbers that keep rising, more and more people listening, and I love it because we're reaching more people. We're helping more people to have a better day. You know what I mean? So on this most recent streaming report, I saw something brand new. Yeah, we had some people listening to us in Hong Kong, China yesterday. Wow, that is awesome. Also Germany and Canada. Of course, our friends in Helsinki, Finland, and then here in the U.S. Let me take a look at that streaming map right now. I see you over in Reno County, Kansas. Thanks for making us part of your day. Plus, Joe Modis still hanging out with us down in Palm Coast, Florida. We've got Skyline, Alabama, and Boaz, and Alberville, Gunnersville, and ARAB, and Oh, I bet you that's Wheezy listening to us there in Albertville. I bet that's Savannah Mitchell right here in Gunnersville, And we got our friends, of course, over in Helsinki, Finland. I see that pin on my map too. Hey, I'd love to shout you out by name. So however you're listening, send me an email. It could even be that you're listening on Spotify over on the podcast. Oh, by the way, it'll post there at 10.15 this morning. Today's podcast episode. So send an email to me. It's lifeline at 885jfm.com. Again, lifeline at 885jfm.com. With your name, where you're listening to us from, maybe something you like about the station or something you'd like to see improved because I'm always looking for ways to improve it. And I want to shout you out right here. So take me up on that. Send me that email, lifeline at 885jfm.com. Now, Cochrane & Company, with thank God for Sunday morning right here on the Lifeline, on your 885 jfm making your day better.
1: People born in 1999 are turning 25 this year, and that is just really weird because I was born in 1987, and I'm also 25.
0: (laughs) Ha ha, yes, I love this. Elizabeth, thank you for sharing that over on the socials because I identify with you. But I wasn't born in 87, I was born in 82. So let's add five more years. So that means that I am 30. Sure, I'll take 30 over 42 any day because i turned 42 this september oh my goodness isn't it crazy how time flies but can we be honest do we really feel our age i can tell you that i don't i really don't i feel like i'm like in my 20s and so i think that's great but uh you know there's something about getting older things do change the body doesn't feel quite the same but mentally hey I identify with Elizabeth. Thank you again, Elizabeth, for sharing that. I think I've got a lot of people listening right now who think the same way. <laughs> oh, Thanks for hanging out with me. You're on the Lifeline Morning Show. You know, we might be older than we've ever been, but you know what? God is still good and he is still with us and he's seeing us through all these ages. So hold your head up high. Getting old, it's not that bad. Well, I wonder if there are things in your life that you like to complain about you just like to be grumpy from time to time i think we all kind of get in that mood don't we say nope leave me alone i don't want to be happy i want to be grumpy (laughs) let's talk about that next crotchety cantankerous a grump crabby testy prickly peppery Uh salty irritable otherwise a turd (laughs) <laughs> we all like to be that from time to time, don't we? Yeah, we find ourselves complaining about this, that, or the other, because let's be honest, there's a lot of stuff that's wrong in this world, and we want to let our voice be heard. Except sometimes the people we want to vent to, well they're tired of hearing it, right? And other times, we're a turd on purpose. Mm-hmm. I've done this from time to time, I mean, this is not something I'm proud of, but It's not something I'm ashamed of at the same time. I know how to press my wife's buttons. So if I really want to get under her skin, I'll press those buttons a little bit. And when I do, I'll kind of let her know I'm doing it on purpose by having a big smile on my face when I do the thing or I say the thing. And then that puts a smile on her face. And sometimes it ends up just being a good time. Uh, Sometimes, every now and then it backfires. And so I'm not so proud of those times. But anyway, uh, I digress. (laughs) There are plenty of things for us to complain about. Aren't there? Yeah. But think about this. Does it actually ever help to complain about the things? Hmm. Came across this guy who has a, a grasp on this, I think beyond his years. Take a listen and see what you think. The most important rule for life, don't complain about anything. If it's within your control, go do something about it. And if it's not within your control, you're just wasting energy talking about it or thinking about it. There's a Chinese proverb that says, the man who blames others has a long way to go. The man who blames himself is
1: halfway there. The man who blames no one has already arrived.
0: Wow, what do you think about that? Yeah, if you find something in your life that needs to be changed, try to change it. Let's stop complaining. Let's start doing, unless you just want to be a turd to your loved one. In that case, go ahead. (laughs) i'm playing i'm playing Uh, i love hanging out with you thanks so much for hanging out with me here on the lifeline morning show how about some more music lauren daigle and look up child and i'll be back well the time has come for me to bid you adieu but before i do i want to share with you an inspiring quote today's inspiring quote and it's so good i've had four hours to simmer on this one and i'm loving where this is going so washington irving said this Little minds are tamed and subdued by misfortune, but great minds rise above them. You know, earlier on at six o'clock, I really focused in on the great minds rising above them, but let's talk now about those minds being tamed and subdued by misfortune. So many times, it's like we hit a wall. We'll try and try to do something, try to be victorious in it, yet every time it seems that we just hit a wall, we can't go any further. Right. So lots of times it gets so discouraging that we give up. We lose that tenacity. We lose that perseverance that it takes to bust through that wall. So the moral of this story is don't let it limit you anymore. Choose to be tenacious. Choose to have that perseverance and watch that wall fall down because you are not alone. God is with you every step of the way. I just wanted to remind you of it. You know, we need that encouragement. We need that confidence. We need that boost from time to time. Just somebody saying, hey, you know what? It's gonna be okay. You're gonna make it. And let me be that person. It's gonna be okay. You're gonna make it because you're not alone. God's got you. He's got your front. He's got your back, your sides, your above, your beneath. He's got you. You're not alone. Thanks for hanging out with me here on the Lifeline Morning Show. I hope you'll come back and let's hang out again tomorrow from 6 to 10. We'll start the 7 o'clock hour with a car line competition packed with nine gift cards because that train's rolling through. Plus, we'll have some more stuff to talk about. Some things that you might find, I don't know, appealing. Some things that might get you thinking. That's what I always hope for because the reason why I'm here is to help make your day a little bit better. Hopefully put a smile on your face and and help you feel more confident in sharing your faith with others. It's all about community, and I'm so glad that's exactly what we're building right here on the radio. I am so, so humbled to be a part of it. Now, I wanna remind you that you have an opportunity to share today's show with a friend or a loved one or a complete stranger. It's up to you who you share it with, but the show is put together as a podcast and it's up on spotify at 10 15 this morning you'll find today's episode there where you can share it with a friend and if you would go ahead and subscribe that way whenever you miss something you'll get that notification saying hey there's a new episode you want to check it out (laughs) i would greatly appreciate that we're always trying to grow trying to reach more people to help make their day better too so thank you for doing that and keep in mind as well if you could use a little company tune us in if you're away from your radio of course you can always get us online 885 jfm.com click that on now button press play and you're good to go and that's the end of what i have to say now i hope that you have an amazing rest of your day and uh hey make it the best one ever i got a feeling that good things are gonna happen today how about you yeah all right i'm so glad we can do life together